0: Take your Bibles this morning. We are on the shoes of peace. The shoes of peace in Ephesians chapter 6. I did the funeral of a good friend yesterday, and, and uh, in that funeral... It was amazing just the testimonies that this man had left and how he really listened to people. Everybody say, listen. He was a home builder and he would sit and listen to people and then he would try to do in that home what they were asking him to do. And as I was listening to the testimonies that his wife and his daughter share and some uh, talking with folks, I just felt like the Lord said, you knew him. He was a good listener. Remind the body that I'm wanting to speak to them. And I want to speak to them in their homes, in their prayer closet. Ask them to listen. Ask them to listen. I know we're seeing a lot of crazy things going on, but In David's day, there was chaos going on, but yet David took out not only a lion and a tiger or a lion or a bear, he took out a giant. He took out a giant. Joseph had these dreams and had to go to prison, but yet God promoted him through all the accusations and everything that he went through. And what we have to remember for our children, even in this generation, God's got them. If he took care of all these people and he's taking care of you, he'll take care of them. He'll give them. Just like he rose up Esther at that point in time to come against that evil person in the kingdom, Haman. He'll do that. So trust God, quit fretting and worrying and get busy about the Father's business. Amen? Amen. I just feel like so many people are caught up in the wrong thing and God's saying, get back to your home. Get back to praying for your children and your spouse and your neighbors and your friends and your relatives. There's power in prayer. It's, can I help you out? God doesn't need you in the kingdom. He's allowed you there. He's allowed you there. Don't take that in a bad way. Sure, he loves you and he died for you, but he's allowed us there. Let's do his work. Be encouraged. Last week we talked, or two weeks ago we talked about the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness is the answer to self-condemnation. When you understand that you are the righteousness of God in Christ and through Christ Jesus, there's no reason to have this insecurity and self-talk to beat yourself up and to let the enemy use condemnation. So as we walk out righteousness, we need to keep that perspective. I don't need to be insecure in my walk with Jesus because of his love and that righteous breastplate that he's placed upon us. We do not want to leave our earthly children treasures of success. You might want to write this down. We don't want to leave our earthly children treasures of success. We want to leave them ingredients of how that success was produced. We don't want to leave our children... Treasures of success because everybody's focused on their inheritance or whatever. No, God's saying, leave them the ingredients that got you where I took you so that they can have all that I want to do in and through them. Don't leave your children, don't focus so much on earthly treasures but we want to leave them the ingredients of how that success was produced. So we're going to talk about peace today. And in talking about peace, we have to get back to Ephesians 6, and we have to look at a little bit about the armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might and put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Our battle is not with one another. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Well, I think we should be doing this, and I think they should be going there. And I th- Stop, stop, stop you are displaying immaturity. There is a spiritual battle that's much more important. Man, Shaloi and I have learned this a long time ago in our marriage, not to be all over each other with accusations and everything. We've learned to say there is something going on spiritually. We need to stop and pray. You ever had your wife stop you and she says, we just, I just need to pray for you right now, and in your flesh you're going... I don't want you to touch me. You ever been there? I've been there. She goes, I can just sense the spiritual battle. And I said, you know what, you're right. Let's pray. We've got to be able to do that. So when you look at that verse about the spiritual entities that we are battling, you've got to realize that Satan is our adversary. Somebody say amen. The devil means slander. The devil wants to occupy your life. He wants to possess you. He wants to own your soul, and he wants to defile your soul if he can't own it. That is a daily battle. That should just be enlightening to some of you like oh my gosh every day every day let me say that again satan is our adversary the devil is a slander it the devil means slander the devil wants to occupy your life he wants to possess you he wants to own your soul and if he cannot own your soul he wants to defile your soul finally if he cannot do these things he wants to harass us and rob us of our peace So that's why we're going to talk about peace. It's important that you keep that perspective and not allow the devil to keep banging on you. This week, I was out to lunch. And as I was praying over the meal, I really felt like there was something going on around me. And I looked and I saw this person at a table just really giving me the what for in their stare. And my reaction was, not thinking about that, I just went, In a friendly way, not in a mean or cocky way. I was just like, hi, because I thought maybe they knew me. Well, they didn't move. I thought, that's kind of weird. They're in a zone. But really what it was was a battle. There was a spiritual battle going on there. And it's real. And the devil... Uses people to try to trip you up or get you upset. Amen? He tries to get us to go down a path that God never intended for us to go. And we have to be guarded. When he robs people of their peace, you know what happens? You lose faith. When your peace gets robbed, it affects your faith. Your faith can be shaken. And then when your peace is gone and your faith has been shaken, you know what? You don't have any joy. You know that one family member or friend that never has joy? Come on. Those are the people I don't hang with. I have chosen to stay away from them. Because I'm like, who you hang with, you become. And there's enough sourpusses in the world I don't need to be connecting with them. Come on now. Sorry if that word offended you, but that's just a lot of truth in that. You see, the devil, according to Revelation 12, took a third of the angels. He got them to rebel. He is so incredibly deceitful. You need the Word of God. You need to armor up every day in order to be an overcomer. But remember this, two-thirds still follow God. Two-thirds still follow God. He hates us because he knows that we can be redeemed and, oh, man, And one day, those that are redeemed will rule and reign. We're going to rule and reign. The incarnation lets us know that we are connected in the family of God. Jesus calls us his brothers and tells us that we are seated in heavenly places with him. I'm letting you know there's a real spiritual battle going on, but you and I as believers in Christ are seated with him, and the Holy Spirit gives us discernment of things that are going on around us. So let's look at verse 15 there. And it says, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. This is not talking about running around and telling people about Jesus. It's not that. What it's saying is you put on... The shoes of peace so that in the spiritual battle you can stand because it's coming. You put on, because a lot of people say, oh, I've I've just got to go share the God. No, you need the peace of God that only comes with revelation through his word to be able to stand when your daughter is spending 10 weeks in the hospital. To be able to stand when the doctor says, your body's full of this. I was with a brother the other day and he said, man, nine years ago, they told me I had leukemia. They put me through all this treatment. And I said, man, I never knew that. He goes, oh, yeah, I was bad. He goes, but I'm standing today. I'm a free man. That is awesome. That is awesome. And just him telling me that just jumped my faith a little bit that day. The shoes of peace. We know that Paul, people get off on this. They get, oh, man, you know, they're not, Paul's really not talking about a Roman soldier, but he was chained between two of them time and time again. For years. So I'm sure standing and looking at them and thinking about God's armor, it sparked some things. The shoes of peace, the Roman soldier, they had cleats on the bottom of their shoes so that when they were in battle, they were able to get positioned and they wouldn't fall back and their feet wouldn't move as the enemy was pushing. They had guards that came up almost to their knee that protected them from thorns and rocks as they were going through mountain, mountainous areas to stop them from getting cut or the enemy from reaching down there and doing something to them. You need to have the peace of God no matter what you're going through in your home. You need the peace of God no matter what's happening in your city, Amen. I get around people, and all I hear is, "Oh, this bad stuff's happening in my town, and this is going on. Have you seen this? And you know, you got all these people that uh, what are they? I don't know what they call themselves. They listen to the scanners. And then they're posting everything online. This one was shot, this one was stabbed. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, is that all you got to do in life?" They're probably sitting here. <laughs> I don't need your bad reports. There's so much good that God is doing. We need to be talking about the goodness of God. Come on. I'm not against standing against the enemy and the wiles of the devil, but I also know we need to give the good report of what God's doing. My son hit a home run the other night. Oh, praise God. That's a great thing for your kid. Nothing wrong with talking. We had a great game. We fellowship with some people. Enjoy where you are and let the Spirit produce the right fruit. Hold on to the truth, no wavering. We know that as we stand according to God's word, because of Jesus, we get an inner peace. And we need peace in this chaotic world. Look at your neighbor and say, don't doubt God's word. Tell them that this morning. Don't doubt God's word. If we do not buckle up with the truth, you better run from the battle because you're in trouble. You got to buckle up. As a believer, you will not avoid the battles. They're going to come. Somebody say amen. Amen. If you're married, battles come. If you have children, battles come. Oh, my goodness. The O'Briens on the front row. All six of you, come up here real quick. Come here. Let me help you out. Stacy, you stand here. Sean, you stand here. Everybody else in between. Oh, I need you up here too. You're just giving me an example. Okay, so church, look at the family. There's dad, there's mom. We're just gonna pretend they're all babies right here. Every time you have one of those babies, they push parents further apart. It's the truth. It's the truth. You love them, you're grateful for them, but communication is a little bit further because everybody has needs. They're great gifts, but there are battles. And then some of you, as wives and moms, you married a child. No, 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 you didn't. And you get that. And some of you, as husbands and fathers, you married a child. Okay, you guys can go down. I just wanted to (laughs) thank you. As the body of Christ grows, as the family of God grows, if you don't stay connected to one another, you can find yourself getting distant from one another. That's why we do the connect groups and the small groups that are going on. But even in the family, going back, it's so important that we get that. Battles are going to come. We've got to stay connected to people who are committed to peace. Somebody say amen. You've got to stay connected to people who are committed to peace, especially yours. If you've got a hell raiser for a child or a hell raiser for a spouse, they're not committed to your peace. Come on now. That's a word for somebody. Some of you, the enemy has gotten into your house and broke loose some stuff, and you got connected to that, and God's like, it's time to break that off. And you do that on your knees. Amen? We know that the breastplate last week or two weeks ago protects vital organs. The enemy is very deceptive and cunning, he loves to distract you with your past failures or sins. Hello. So this morning, there are two types of peace there is peace with God, and there is the peace of God. There is peace with God, and there is the peace of God. I'm just going to give you these fill-ins real quick. Christ gives us peace. We have to trust Jesus daily. Christ gives us peace, and we have to trust Jesus daily. That's where we take the word. God's not giving me a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. A sound mind. We've got to apply the word. Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say, praise the Lord. I don't know how many times in my life I would have thrown in the towel had it not been for God's peace in my heart. I don't know how many times I would have walked away had it not been for God's peace with me, directing me. So you see the shoes of peace, they're part of our spiritual armor, spiritual warfare. We need them. They're studded. The Roman soldiers were studded and they were used as a weapon. When you've got the peace of God, that is a weapon. You shall not be moved. I'm going to walk out my faith. Even when everybody else around me may run, I'm going to stand. Growing up, I was at a high school football game, and I was with two guys from our church. And we were coming from Lafayette Square. And this guy and this young teen, I knew the teenager he was about a year younger than me they come around the corner, and one of the guys we were with, they said, "Hey, we're mad at you, and we're going to and this was an adult. You know, I was probably 16 or something. We're going to beat you up." And I looked at my friend and he's just like, I said, "Wait wait, wait, wait a minute, Wait a minute. Man, there's no sense fighting. We don't need to fight. You know, what, what took place here? He did something to me or whatever, and now he's going to pay the price, and if you get in the way, you're going to pay the price. I said, now, wait a minute. I said, there are three of us, and there's only two of you. And the adult guy looked at me and said, no, there's only one of you. And I looked, and my two friends were gone. Jeff Booth and Chet Wilson, they (laughs) ran out on me. And that happened more than once with that boy. I said, listen, this is not my fight. But if you swing at me, I'm coming at you with everything I got. I said, so if you want to do something, you do it now. Because my problem was, my mouth would get me into something. And the guy goes, no, our fight's not with you. I said, okay, I'm going to turn and walk away. Don't you jump me. No, we won't. Okay. And they didn't. Then I went to find those guys to beat them up. Um, (laughs) Be careful who you hang with because... You can find yourself abandoned. And you better be able to stand, amen? Stay connected to Jesus. So you look at these two types of peace. Peace with God and peace with one another. Peace with God and peace with one another. Ephesians 2.16. Let's turn there real quick. We'll go back and look at that. Ephesians 2.16. Actually, I'll start at 14. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in the flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of. Of commandments expressed in the ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in the place of the two, so making peace. In Christ, we have been given a second chance, a new life, and we can have that peace. We can have that peace with God. Jesus brings it forth. Anybody go to college out of state or live in a dorm? Let me see your hand. And you get a roommate that you don't know. And they do things you don't like. I'm not talking about your marriage. And my roommate was six foot six, he was from Cincinnati, Ohio. I thought he was pretty cool. And then one day I was looking at his drawings, and they were the scariest, most demonic sketches I've ever seen in my life. And all of a sudden, I had a new respect and fear of him. And I thought, Lord, what's wrong with this guy? He was an art major, but he was tough. But we became really good friends. Got in Bible study together, and one night in the dorm, we had a pillow fight. College guys. Now, when you have a pillow fight in college, you put everything in your pillow you can find. I mean, you knock people out. (laughs) Books. And I'm following John down the hallway, and we are beating the daylights of anybody that gets in front of us. He's going, come on on, get back in the room. We get back in the room. He puts his shoulder up against the wall. They can't get in our room. And I bent over to take some stuff out of my pillow. And he moved and the doorknob, the door came flying open, and the doorknob hit me in the head and knocked me out. <laughs> That's what's wrong with me. When I came to, there was a group of guys around me. There was a little guy from, he wasn't from Vietnam, but he was from a a country close to that, Cambodia. And he said, Owen, Owen, you okay? I said, Sam, what happened? He said, Owen, you'd no pillow fight with me. i knock you out. Then revenge mode got on me. But as I was connected with John, I was doing good. But when he stepped away, I paid a high price. Stay connected to Jesus. Stay connected to Jesus. So not only do we want peace with God, there's a peace of God to advance and not allow circumstances around you to stop you. God wants you to be ready with peace in a daily battle. When you share the gospel, when you stand in a battle, when there's satanic resistance and spiritual conflict going on all around you, you stand because if you look at the parable of the seeds and the sowers and you see the different ones, it says that the devil will come and he will steal the seed If the devil can come in spiritual warfare, he will try to steal your salvation. It's a real battle. Be careful. Be guarded. Get planted on fertile ground. I'm going to ask you to stand with me this morning. You had those cleated shoes and you had the greaves that came up to protect the knee. God wants you to keep his peace, the shoes of peace, by knowing what his word says and standing strong against the violent attacks that will come in your life and they will come. Be careful who you choose to hang with. Be careful if you decide to set aside your time alone with God because the enemy will try to rob you. Colossians 3, 15 through 17 says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body and be thankful. Come on now, there's there's a, a little key here to allowing the peace of God to rule in your heart, you have to remain thankful. Don't be around a thankless person too much because they're going to bring you down. Oh, this is happening. Oh, this shouldn't be happening. Oh, I don't like this at work. Oh, I don't like that, you know. Man, just avoid that. The funeral that I did yesterday, that man was one of the most positive guys I've ever been around. Whenever you would say something bad that was going on, he would tell you something good in that situation. Look for the good. Be thankful. You've got another day to breathe. You've got another soul you can reach out and touch. You've got another day to pray for your family. Focus on the next step not your circumstances. That's a word for somebody today. Focus on the next step, not your circumstances. Not your pain, not the person. Jesus has a way, as he did Joseph, as he did David, as he did Moses, he has a way of getting you where he wants you. Come on now. Not my will be done, but thy will be done. Even God, if it's going to cost me some suffering and pain. Jesus came to bring his kingdom. He is the pearl of great price. If you'll start trusting God to bring those in your life Shiloh and I we pray about who we connect with and it's so important and we pray specifically about who our children connect with because we know that connection can be glorious if the Lord's in it or it can be devastating we just got to be guarded with your heads bowed this morning Jesus came to bring his kingdom. Do you value him? The world comes with the enemy to defile you, to stress you, to give you anxiety. If you'll trust in the authority of God's word and allow the Holy Spirit to give you comfort and direction, you're going to be sure-footed and you're going to stand. Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let me finish reading Colossians 3. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Isaiah 26.3 says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. And then Romans 16, 20 says the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ will be with you. Be sober-minded. So with your heads bowed this morning, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can make Jesus Lord of your life. If that's you, nobody looking around, would you lift your hand and say, "Oh, and I don't know Christ. I really want Jesus to be Lord of life. Would you just lift your hand up? Because I don't want to miss you. Would you lift it up high? Don't want to miss you this morning. I trust that everybody here knows the Lord. So Lord, I pray that you help us. Help us, Jesus, to walk in the peace with you to have the peace of God in us. Help us to stand when the enemy does everything to attack us. Help us to have wisdom and who we connect with and who we associate with to make sure that they're not bringing wrong things and being used of the enemy. But more than anything, Jesus, Help us to keep trusting your word so that we can make a difference to those around us. We'll give you all glory and honor, and we thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Have a good week.